listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number six. It's me, Kayla Lords, doing a topic where I really wish John Brownstone had been with me because it's really about him, but it's okay. I can do this. We'll, we'll get through this together, y'all. This week, we are talking about something that does not get as much attention as it should. It's a legitimate thing. We really need to talk about it. And that is Dom Drop. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at LovingDS. And the number one, loving DS1. Yes, it's that handle I fucking hate. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes. A big thank you to this week's sponsor, our favorite lube company, the Butters Hygienics Company. They make our favorite lube. They make our favorite lube. We need to buy some more. Actually, while I'm recording this, will we have purchased more by the time you hear this? I don't know. Uh, lube isn't just for specific kinds of sex, by the way, it is for all kinds of sex because lube makes everything better. But if you don't even need lube, they sell more than lube. They sell skincare and hair care. And my favorite after the butters lube, my favorite product are their body butters because I love a good thick creamy buttery lotion for my skin especially now that it gets a lot drier now that I've gotten older I'm not loving that and they all smell really good and they feel really good and oh my god so whether you need lube or you want to check out some skincare whatever whatever go to getthebutters.com if you decide to make a purchase use coupon code Kayla you'll save five percent off the prices are pretty reasonable you can choose from different sizes um Jerome often might have a sale or a clearance or something going on. So check it out. Getthebutters.com. Use code Kayla. Okay. So this week's episode, it's another damn list. And y'all, y'all know I hate doing lists because somebody's always going to go, but that's not all. I know it's not all. Um, But when I made this, this is what came to mind. And it's probably the most common thing that I've seen in my experience. And it's just three of the infinitesimal possibilities about why dom drop happens. So dom drop is very much like sub drop in that at the end of a scene after a great visit. And now you have to be apart from one another, whatever it might be, what goes up comes has to come down. So a dom or top has been riding on some kind of high for themselves. They're feeling good. Adrenaline's going. Life is good. They're in the zone. And then they come down from it. And sometimes they come down from it, no problem. And they come back to baseline and they're like, okay, cool. And sometimes they drop and their drop is no more or less serious than sub drop. But sub drop gets most of the attention because when submissives drop, it's often after either the, um, high of a really intense kinky scene where a lot of stuff has happened to that submissive or it can be from the emotional high of a really intense time spent together to sort of swimming in your ds and i think it is important to talk about what happens to submissives and how to care for submissives because submissives make themselves very vulnerable uh to to harm and to pleasure in the name of their kink but so do doms and also 
we, and when I say we, that's the general we, the stereotype is that doms are supposed to be the strong silent type. They're supposed to be able to handle whatever. They're not supposed to have emotions and that's some bullshit. Okay. I'm not here for the dom that won't show me their emotions like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. If I have to bear my soul to you in this kinky moment, you go do some soul bearing too. But what that means is that there's probably going to be a drop and we need to take care of our doms just as much as we take care of our subs. Okay. I'm done lecturing now. So we're going to talk about just three reasons that I have come across uh, for why Dom Drop happens. So the one is the one I've said over and over again, what goes up must come down. Subspace is a thing, even though I don't go to it very often. Top or Dom space is a thing too. When John Brownstone has talked about his experiences with Dom space, his is different than mine. I'm very floaty. I'm basically high. Like I'm not having lucid thoughts and I'm not able to carry a conversation. For him, he is hyper-focused. All he sees is me and this thing. And if he's really in the zone, he's really in the flow, like it all just works together. And it's like this symphony of the stuff we're doing. And then he's wired for the rest of the day or night, depending on when we played. Like when we used to play a lot at night at evening parties at BDSM dungeons back when you could do that. Um, we would go to bed and I'd be out like a light. Like I slept like a rock. He could not go to sleep. He was so wired. And then a day or two later he would come down. And if he went into drop, he, it wouldn't just be a, Oh, I'm kind of tired. It would be a, I am really moody. Um, and this depends on how a person expresses negative emotions. Some people get sad and weepy and some people get angry and some people just get really quiet. They don't want to talk to anybody. Um, and if that's going to be different for everybody, he tended to get like really all up in his emotions, whatever his emotions were, they were just more intense. Was he cranky? He was really cranky. Was he kind of stressed? He was really stressed. Was he sad? He was really, really sad. And I happened to be married to and in love with uh, a man who can and does cry when emotions strike him that way. And I would be like, why are you weeping? Oh, you're in drop. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm totally with you. So it's that whole thing of what goes up must come down. Another reason that can happen. And these are things that John Brownstone has not gone through with me recently, but are things that he had to deal with when he was new to kink. And it's this idea of like, what kind of monster am I? Um, it depends a lot on the kind of kinky play you enjoy. If this is a drop that's going to happen after kinky play, but you know, the Dom might be hitting their partner. They might be causing pain. They might be leaving marks. And in the moment, it's really exciting, but then they get done and they have the, you know, society hits them between the eyes again and, and mainstream culture hits them between the eyes. And like, Oh my God, what kind of monster am I that I did this? I said those things. I physically did those things. I hurt my partner. I scared my partner. And it can be really emotional for the person who does that, especially when they've internalized rightly so that in general, you do not do those things to people. Um, and I think it's a good reminder that no matter how consensual it is, no matter how many safety precautions we take, no matter how much both partners enjoy a thing you're doing, BDSM in general is on the edge of things pain, whether it's physical or mental, can often be involved. Um, physical acts are absolutely a big part of it for many people. Harm can occur there even when you didn't mean it. You know, there are things that can go wrong and sometimes that um, that can be part of what's on a dom's mind. The um, 
the third one I listed kind of goes along with that. And that's this idea of this isn't right. I'm doing things that are wrong because you're going against society's grain of what, what we've been taught. You know, John Brownstone talks all the time about how the idea of consensually hitting his partner took him a very long time to get used to because as a cisgender man, he's been taught you don't hit women, right? Well, yeah, you do if they ask for it nicely and consent to it and you work it out, please hit me, right? Like that's a lot to wrap a person's mind around. And if they go from having this kinky moment with you to going back out into a vanilla world where they're bombarded with these kinds of messages of what it means to be a human walking through the world and there's a conflict, it's gonna cause issues and it can cause issues at any point. It could cause, I wouldn't even call it drop, it could, but it could cause drop-like symptoms if they haven't seen with you in ages, but now they're being confronted with what a vanilla world is trying to tell them is right and wrong. Um, but it, I think it's, they're especially prone to it after you've done this kinky thing together. And not even a kinky thing together. You're in your power exchange and your dominant partner is walking around telling you what to do all the time. And then something in their life, whether it's, you know, a trusted figure, authority figure, um, a religious figure, a parental figure, a, a person of some sort, right? Tells them, hey, this is... Um, the, these kinds of things aren't right. They don't even know they're talking specifically to them or about them, but that's how you internalize the message, right? You're like, you're talking about how we should, we should never cause our partners pain. And I just, I love causing my partners pain. We should not control our partners, but I love controlling my partner. Those kinds of messages. And it can be very difficult, especially for new people uh, who are new to kink to wrap their mind around to get comfortable with. And of course, if you are that person going through that, especially if you've just had this intense moment with a partner and now you have to move through vanilla life, uh, pretending you're not that, you know, depraved kinkster that you are, that we all like you to be, um, it, it's difficult. It's, it's absolutely difficult. And I think that's where both aftercare, after any kind of scene you do, um, is important for both partners. I also think checking in. It's not just aftercare five minutes after the scene is over. It's not even just maybe if you happen to still be with, you know, you go to bed together or you live together or whatever, not just the next morning. It's a week later. It's a, hey, how are you feeling? Hey, how's that going? Um, and giving a dominant space if they want it to talk about those feelings, to be vulnerable. Now, it depends on the nature of your relationship. You're, you're in a long-term, like, loving relationship, I hope that you both develop that rapport where you can talk about those things. I think it makes for a stronger relationship. If it's more of a platonic thing or a casual thing and you only get together to scene, it can be a little bit more difficult. Um, if you are a dom in that situation and it's not your submissive that you're willing to be that vulnerable with, I think it's important to have a group of, a person or a group of people that you can be that vulnerable with. Um, we need to be able to talk about these things. We need to not keep these things bottled up and to think that we are completely alone in how we feel um, or to think we can't say something because we will be judged for it. So finding those people that are um, you're close to and that have earned your trust and you can be vulnerable with uh, is important if it's not your partner. If it can be your partner, I highly recommend that, but it can't always be. So I get that. So uh, that was kind of a heavy topic. We have talked about drop um, 
in at least two long form episodes. I'm going to link to those in the show notes. Uh, anything else we've talked about or done when it comes to this kind of thing, I will absolutely put, like I said, in the show notes. So feel free to check that out. Um, one more thank you to this week's sponsor, the Butters Hygienics Company. Uh, if you need lube or skincare, uh, I'm here for their lube. I'm here for their skincare. I need to order some more. I keep saying that, but I do. Um, but just go to getthebutters.com. Use code Kayla to save 5% off and have yourself a buttery good time is all I'm saying. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye y'all.